All right, what's up, everybody? This is Joel. This is Tipton. Karaya. We're with the band Dysfunction, and we would like to thank y'all for listening to the Northwest Corner Podcast. Madam Producer, what? did you notice whose head's bobbing and whose isn't? No. The I guitarist and the bass's heads are bobbing. The rhythm section is just sitting there like a stone. Well, maybe her foot was <laughs> tapping. They, they do that. Is it? <laughs> He's looking. <laughs> nope. Everybody check. Nope, not that's, tapping at all. because she's got the rhythm in her. She feels it. She doesn't oh, need to show that, it. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. I'm going to bring her out of her shell here. <laughs> Somehow I have a feeling it's not going to take much. <laughs> well, she she's not really picking up on my swarthy animal charms yet. Uh, Usually, I can charm women, you know, within five or ten minutes of walking in the house. But you. yeah, Karaya, yeah. yeah. she's she's not picking up <laughs> what I'm putting down here. I don't know what's going on with that. Are you feeling the love? Yeah, remember whatever you say, you got to say it into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, and go ahead and you know, like you know, turn that a little bit toward you, and you can move that bench up if you want to, you know. So you good? You gonna move the bench up? We good? All right. And and help yourself to what's left of the Northwest Corner Rock and Roll M and M's. By the way, you have no to brown fight Ashley ones. for them, though. Yeah, that's not setting the bar very high. Have you looked at Ashley lately? She weighs all the, what, 105 pounds? See, Michelle's not here to sneak them from her. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm soaking wet. I'm 100. You're 100 pounds soaking wet? Seriously? No. She's not going to tell you oh, the truth. Okay. Jeez, that's not a nice question. We're getting awfully personal here at the Northwest Corner Podcast. Live from the Sugar Tit Moonshine Distillery Studios at the House of Kitchen in beautiful upstate South Carolina. By the way, that reminds me, Madam Producer, Yo. you have some news about our title sponsor this week? I do. I'm very proud. Do tell. All right. Are you ready for this? I am more than ready. So last year, after being in business for only three years, the Sugar Tit Moonshine Distillery entered the American Distillers Competition and have over a thousand entries. They won the gold medal for their... Uh, bootleg 120 and they won the bronze medal overall so this year they entered their apple pie and they're able to apple let every- pie moonshine moonshine, moonshine sorry i'm so used to saying it um this year they won the bronze medal for their apple pie moonshine it's awesome. all right so Excellent. yeah they got another medal to put on their wall it's on its way not I actually bad. painted the letters on the front of the building I know it yeah. looks really nice. You I did love that, that seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you. I didn't were know you did that. that. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. I, that. I love that place. Those are some cool people. Come by and see us. I'm there so, on Saturdays. So okay. bronze, yeah. All right. So bronze at what competition was this again? <laughs> the American Distillers Competition. It's a big deal. It's nationwide. Oh, okay. Yep. So not bad for a, a little mom and pop shop out yeah, of absolutely. beautiful downtown Reedville, South Carolina. Yeah. There are title sponsors. Did you know that? I just That's figured that why out. I call this the uh, Sugar Tip Moonshine <laughs> Distillery Studios. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yes. Fantastic. And uh, congrats. Audience, how do you feel about that? Audience? Audience? Be nice now. Yeah. I was going to say, just came out of the basement. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. 
My audience is not being uh, very forthcoming with their praise here this week. So, uh, any other special news that I need to know about? We missed a birthday. We did. Who's? Who? Ashley? No. no. Hair pooch. The poochie. Oh, Charlie the codependent show dog. Oh, that's right. It was his birthday here a couple weeks back, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we missed it because we didn't record a couple weeks ago. Right. But uh, he is now, what did we say, five? He, he's this many? He's the only dog this we've is ever radio, owned honey. actually if know you, his birthday. If you do this, <laughs> no, you're the announcer. I'm telling people you. can't see that. You can, <laughs> I'm going to hold my hand up in front of the mic. you got to put it right at the mic. Yeah, can yeah. anybody tell how many fingers I'm holding up? Here, I'm going to do something. You tell the audience what I'm doing to you. Um, how many fingers am I holding up in my mind? <laughs> We've been threatening to do live video one day when we do this and let everybody see what really goes on here. (laughs) Charlie, the codependent show dog, is five years old. Yes. And we should have, you know, who we should have told, we should have said something to Morgan. She'd have probably. Well, it just so happens that today is Morgan's birthday. Is it? It is. Oh, well, okay, this is going to come out a week and a half from now. So So uh, in a way, they're kind of sharing. Happy belated birthday to the lovely and indomitable Miss Morgan Riley. Yeah. So we're sharing Charlie's birthday on Morgan's actual birthday. I think uh, Morgan is technically our number three fan or something like that, because as it is right now, Roshanna and Kat... Our, stiff competition yeah, are tied for our number one fan. I keep suggesting that we have a cage match to settle this <laughs> once and for all. And unless Morgan wants to throw in there for a, a rock'em sock'em three-way, I think we got to bump Morgan down to number three fan. So should we do roller derby or putting? Roller derby, that's an awesome idea. I know. No, Jello wrestling. Jello wrestling. That's what we need. We need a, a three-way Jello wrestling competition. We've got a big enough to, deck. We could do a Jello wrestling match to determine who on the is deck. our number one fan. Madam producer, <laughs> work on that. I'm on it. Go talk to Cat because you're going to see her before long, and then uh, you call Roshanna and uh, and Morgan because if I call them up and propose It'll just be a, weird. Yeah, that would just get weird. <laughs> Hey, it's that time of year. We could totally go out on the deck and do jello wrestling. Well, the weather's warm enough now. Have yeah. you noticed that I noticed the big fiery orb went away? Did you notice that? The big fiery orb. Yeah, remember the big sun. fiery orb that came out a, a week or two ago? Sun. Oh, the sun. The sun. The big fiery orb in the sky. You remember that came out when Joe was last here and we were talking about that? Yeah. And it it went away. Oh. Did you notice that? There's been a lot of clouds in the sky. You're the only one who's. Am I the only time? one who looks out the window during the course of a day? At sunrise, yes. Good grief! You're it's welcome. Like I, it's like I work with amateurs or something. So, hey, pass the rock and roll M and M's down here. You need some sugar. And don't drop the bowl this time, Ashley. Now, see, you're in the south. You gotta say, "Give me some sugar." No, no, no. That, that means I want affection. That means I want a kiss. We can do both. I can do both. And I'm not going to tell Joel, give me some sugar. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be careful what you ask for. Because frankly, he's he's not my kind of man. You got to buy me dinner first. And yeah, I like my yeah. It comes in stages. I like my men a little taller (laughs) and with a little bit more hair on their arms. Although I love the tats. Thank you. Yeah. Should we go ahead and introduce who's here in the house of kitchen with us? Yeah. After all, they are speaking. Yeah, we have. 
Tipton and Kariah and Joel from the band Dysfunction here at the House of Kitchen. And and we have a, can we call it a sneak preview? Has anyone else heard it yet? No, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, We're number one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we get to be the exclusive? Yes. Ooh, yes. sweet. Oh. Yeah. We've got well, a... technically, I mean, a lot of people have heard us play it live, but nobody's heard this. But this is going to be recorded for posterity. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the point of this is, do I get to be exclusive in something? Yeah. Am I going to yes. be the first yes. one to play this? St- okay. That's no, all I, haven't that... e- I haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> because, yeah, this... <laughs> because this is really all about me. I don't know if that was explained to you. We have guests who come on the show, but really your primary purpose throughout this recording is to make me look good. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I don't know if that was explained okay. to you. Okay. Was that in the contract? I don't know if that was. Yeah, yeah I, I never read contracts. So, okay. you know. Kariah, was this explained to you before you came tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's like interviewing Good Michelle. <laughs> See, she's here. Even she's over there, but she's here. Yeah, Michelle's sitting off to the side, and yet she's sitting to my left. So You go, girl. All right. So, so first off, now I have uh, looked at your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. listened to some of your Facebook Live sessions that you've done. Now, I got to ask you about the name, Dysfunction, and you guys emphasize the funk in the middle. Your your band logo emphasizes funk in all caps. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys really don't play much in the way of funk. You're more blues, blues and R&B and and that kind of thing. So how did the name of the band come about? Well, Kariah, I believe, was the first to suggest it, and we just, like, really needed a name. (laughs) So we're like, yes. Go with it. Okay, so yeah. just <laughs> and we totally love random sounds good. Fuck music, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We weren't really okay. sure at that time what we were yet. So, yeah. That's no, it I works. Know. I just yeah. it it, uh, it kind of surprised me that when I first started listening to you, I thought, wait a minute, this isn't funk. I'm pretty sure this is blues music. Pretty sure this is twelve bar blues music. So. Yeah, some of it's a little more blues than. But I guess calling your band Disblusion would. Doesn't have the same yeah, ring to no, it. No, <laughs> it doesn't really work at all. All right, now tell me the it, it, Tipton. I'm kind of gathering just from your your aura and your presence and earlier conversations that you're kind of the spokesman here. Oh, I don't know if I'd say that even. I mean, I yeah. I kind of was was taking a wild guess before you got here this evening that Kariah was going to be the one to talk my ear off, but uh, that that really hasn't materialized yet. <laughs> She can. She just hasn't uh, gotten. She hasn't her. warmed up yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my stunningly good looks, isn't it? That's. <laughs> it's just got her. It's left her speechless. If it makes you feel any better, I've been talking to Karai ever since this started. So I've been talking to her, but you've been talking to Tipton. Joel, you just haven't entered the picture yet. <laughs> I know. It come, we come in stages. That's kind of how we work. Yeah. All right. So tell me the story about how the three of you ended up being in a band together. Oh, now she, now she says something. That sounded evil. You want to take, take that one? All right. Yep. Yep. Move up to one, the mic Joel? here and somebody tell me a story. Well, it was, um, I've known Dipped in my entire life. It's true. Um, literally our our moms were best friends since first grade so we you know pretty much grew up together um tried to put a band together for years and one thing would happen and wouldn't be able to so 
um, I ended up playing with a different band uh, for a couple of years, and there was a while where Kariah was was drumming on that band, and uh, we met each other, and then that band sort of fizzled out, and we were kind of, uh, you know, it was like me and Tipton were wanting to start something, me and Kariah were wanting to start something, and it just, the triangle just sort of came yeah. together and we were like okay so you're kind of the linchpin of it then i guess so yeah i guess in, I'm in that the thing historical where if there's sense. two circles you know I'm <laughs> you're the venn diagram <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the center of the venn diagram yeah. okay yeah <laughs> yeah so how long have I you brought guys the worlds together uh, how long have you guys been a, a trio a year yeah, just that's it. A just year. a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Because well, the little over a year, but yeah, basically the, a year. Sure. The videos that I've been watching, you guys are are pretty solid, pretty tight. Well, thank you. We have a good chemistry, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Hey. January sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. January sixteenth yeah. is our first like our launch date, and then yeah. But uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day of last year was our first official gig. Really? Yeah. And we weren't ready for it, and it was horrible. Yeah. But <laughs> We're still not what, really sure. It's a blur. Way, it's <laughs> in what way was it horrible? Did you have a spinal tap moment? Did you forget no, we where just, you were? No, uh, we just or? didn't have the material ready just yet. We were working on, I mean, we had like one set that was just killer, and we were playing a bunch of, uh, you know, open mics and um, Shared benefits kind of things, and yeah. things like that. And we're, you know, that one set was amazing. But we didn't have enough material for like a full, you know, bar gig. And we... You know, we were working towards it, and then they just, uh, Sunrise Saloon, they had a band fall out at the last second, and uh, they were like, hey, can you guys fill in? And we just said yes. It's like... <laughs> like <laughs> so suddenly yeah. you had a you three-hour set yeah. and only 45 minutes of music. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know those moments in life where somebody asks you for something, and you just say yes, even though you're, you know... And they're like, and how the heck am I going to so. do that? Yeah. But I mean, you know, we got there, there were all like, sound problems, and just, I don't know, it was one of those, like shoot yourself in the head scenarios but it was cool i mean it worked out and was it it, have you ever seen the movie the wedding singer yeah is it one of those situations like with with george where he gets done singing (laughs) do you really want to hurt me and there's nothing else to do so he starts singing it all over again again. (laughs) we may have actually done some repeats like i say it's a blur it ended and we're like how did we did that just happen (laughs) yeah did we get through that yeah all right, so where do the three of you come from musically, if not geographically? Are, are you all from the upstate here, or do you hail from different parts of the country? Let's start with Kariah, since she has a lot to share. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Jersey. From Jersey? I've been here six years. And you're that quiet? She's not. She's really not. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening, but this is <laughs> so. So, what brought you down here six years ago from Jersey? Um, I got laid off, and my aunt told me to if 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 she uh, if she were me, uh, she'd be on somebody's cruise ship or something doing something. So I left, and I packed everything that I could in in my '95 Honda Accord, and I drove. And I landed in Greenwood. I landed in Greenwood. Um, and then I got a job at the Guitar Center. We just got to point that mic a little bit more at you there. Uh, I got, oh, I got, okay. I got uh, a job at the Guitar Center. And then like four months of living in Greenwood, I moved to Greenville. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, Tipton, how about you? Where are you from originally? Mostly the Greer area. Yeah. Oh, so you're a local girl. Yeah, very much so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Joel, are you a local girl too? (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. Yeah, I I grew up in Greer. Um, I I lived in Seattle for a while and then Indianapolis for a few years, but I came back and don't uh, ever plan on leaving again. (laughs) Indianapolis. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that was a... it's okay. You don't have to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> see the that was it. Uh, no, my mother's family's from Indianapolis. So Joel, anytime somebody pops up, me, I'm like, two ninety five, baby. Tell me here on the northwest corner therapy doll, where did Indianapolis hurt you? What did they do to you? <laughs> no, I was just uh, I moved up there to join a band, and before I even got there, our singer quit, and then our uh, they do that. The rest of the band went a different direction, so I moved up there anyway, and then. Uh, you know, I just lived. Went a different direction, like they decided to become a polka band or something? Well, no, they, they actually, uh, they joined uh, the Ataris. I don't know if you know who they are, but um, no. they're a yeah. uh, pretty big band. Anyway, so that kind of ripped the band in half. I mean, it was fine. It was, you know, I was happy for them. We all were. But, um, you know, it was like the whole reason for me moving up there just vanished just materialized <laughs> yeah. yeah vanished so then i was just a, a dude living in indianapolis like <laughs> you know and it was cold and it was a big city and it was just like you know the winter times hey you're a dude living in indianapolis enough said yeah they so. ruined indy for you i'm so hey, sorry <laughs> and i can say that too because we're from kalamazoo michigan yeah oh, okay and well yeah I the mean, only y'all... place colder in the winter than indianapolis is kalamazoo, kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah and then outer space yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and there's not, not and, as and much of a difference between those two as you would think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Karai can attest to this. Like, you know, you know that first here, like wintertime is is cold, but up there, you walk. You know, this, if, it's, if it's the first winter you've ever lived there, and you walk outside, you take that first breath, and it's just your lungs it freeze. It takes your breath away. Yeah, yeah. It really does. The hairs in your nose freeze, and it's just like it's horrible. And you, the worst part is when your boogers freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever walked outside and had that happen, and then you're just standing there going? <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced. I mean, that's terrible. That's definitely no. like a, a northern thing. Uh, yeah, let yeah. this be a lesson to all you southerners. These things do happen. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds frightening. It, it is. It, it's it's uncomfortable, and yeah, it's embarrassing I too. I imagine so. You know how frustrating it is to have a problem that's like two knuckles deep, and you can oh only reach God. like a knuckle and a half. Wow. That is. There are levels of grossness that you are just not prepared for. Nobody (laughs) knows the troubles I've seen. Oh, my. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. Troubles I don't want to know. I don't want to see those troubles. So help me, Jesus. So, yeah, that's life in the Midwest in the wintertime. And then you move down here, and all people have to do is use the word snow in a sentence. And there's a run on milk and eggs and butter and cheese for 60 miles. (laughs) you You said bread, right? Yeah. Okay. beer. These days they add beer to that list. Why beer? Uh, are you kidding, right? It's the only, what else are you going to do? What? Did she just ask a question? Why beer? I've never heard those two words. I guess you're thinking in a survival before. scenario. Why yeah. beer? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay. So we have a drummer from Jersey. Yep. Who came down here for work. That's the same reason I came down here. 
And then we have two local folks who were here because they were already here. Yeah. And yeah. one of them went away and then had the good sense to come back. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that so, sums so it there's, up. Right? So there's the geographical story <laughs> yeah. of your life. Now, where? tell me about where you come from musically. We'll, we'll start with Joel. What, uh, you're the bass player in Dysfunction. So what was the soundtrack of, of your childhood? What were you listening to when you first started paying attention to music? Um, for me, it was when uh, Appetite for Destruction came out. And really? Like 87 or 88 or whenever it was. Yeah, that was... Because, I mean, you know, I was a kid. I was born in 74, so... Um, All right, we're close to the same age then. Yeah, so... You know, up until then, it was like Bon Jovi, Poison, and all those bands. And it was cool. Like, I liked it. But, I don't know, something about Appetite with welcome Guns and Roses. Yeah, yeah Welcome it, to the Jungle. Yeah. For I remember there the first time I heard that. Like, what the yeah. hell is that? This is like <laughs> nothing you'd ever heard before. And so, uh, that was it for me, man. I just, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, even starting to play guitar or bass or anything like that. But just as a fan of music, like... Um, I was on Guns N' Roses for years, you know. That's so where did where did you go from there? What what other things started catching your ear? Well, when I got I started to get into college, I started getting getting into blues like Steve Ray Vaughan and um, Buddy Guy, and you know all those guys. And then uh, I actually studied guitar in college, so I started getting to a lot of jazz players. Uh, you know, Joe Pass is probably my favorite jazz guitar player. Wes Montgomery, um, you know, Kenny Burrell. Uh, I don't know, there's something just really cool, really uh, smooth about those old-timey yeah. jazz players. Yeah. And uh, got into that. And then after college... <clears throat> did, did you go through the almost obligatory Django Reinhardt phase? I never really super got into Django. Um, not that he's not... He wasn't great, but I just wasn't... He just wasn't something that... You know, well, he wasn't bad for a guy missing. Radar. What was it? Two fingers? Yeah. Well, he only had two fingers. Right? Only had two fingers. fingers. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Now you've rattled off all this guitar-related stuff, but you're, you're the bassist right. in Dysfunction. So what? When did you make that transition there? Well, when I moved to Seattle, I moved to Seattle right after I graduated college. I'm sorry. Uh, with uh, <laughs> uh, some guys that we were in college together, we were uh, they they formed this band called Emory. And then they moved out to Seattle, and uh, I ended up – their bass player that they had lined up ended up not going. And so I was just planning on moving out there anyway, so I said, well, I'll just buy a bass and, you know, play play with you guys until you find a fill-in. So it was kind of like one of those things where I'd been playing guitar so long that I just, uh, you know, had to make the switch over to bass. But I kind of – at that point, I kind of knew what to listen for. And honestly, like the, the bass player that – helped me transition was uh was uh, the guy from uh stone Temple pilots i think his name's robert delay yeah He's, yeah uh, yeah really dean and robert were yeah. in the band i always forget which one was the bassist and which was the drummer yeah i can't remember I th- yeah but, i think you're right i think it was robert yeah but um he was really i mean because i knew at that point i had to listen to you know really sharp bass players and uh you know, I, I knew Flea was out of the question because he's in his own world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but DeLeo, I was like, he's, he, you know, he plays melodically some in some parts and you know, he'll play that grind grindy bass at some point, you know. I mean, he's, he's really sharp about the way he approaches it. So 
that. And um, there was a bass player, Nate Mendel, who played with a band called Sunny Day Real Estate. Now he's with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Okay. And uh, he was another pretty melodic. I mean, he he doesn't really play super melodically with the Foo's, but when he was with Sunny Day Real Estate, his stuff was really pretty, uh, pretty, he had a pretty artistic spin on the way he approached the bass. So those, those two were like kind of formed, you know, my bass plan at that point for that band. Did you spend any time listening to the the stereotypical bass greats, you know, like the Getty Lees and the Jaco Pistoriuses and things not, like that? Not until a lot later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, how about you, Tipton? What's the soundtrack of your childhood? Because you're you're doing guitars and keyboards, and you said the occasional harmonica. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the soundtrack of your youth? I have the earliest group that I remember listening to at like five years old is Peter, Paul, and Mary. Okay. And I've actually got an album that has my little fingerprints on it that I still have. But, um, I mean, I don't. I, I was exposed to a lot of different kinds of music. My parents were kind of polar opposites, and one kind of listened to classical and one listened to Temptations and that kind of style. And I got you. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that I really tried to emulate playing Um I just like all different kinds of music. Steely Dan's probably my favorite. Oh, God, time. I love yeah. you. <laughs> Everybody else, go outside. Tipton and I need to talk for talk a bit. amongst yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, um, Steely Dan, now you're talking. Yeah, if um, I had the chops, that's what I would play and Steely, write, but I don't. <laughs> I, I had a, a good friend up in back up in Michigan. His name was Chris. Mm-hmm. And he and I worked in a, a music retail store, musical instrument retail mm-hmm. store. And he was a big fan of Steely Dan. And that was the first time that anybody was able to help me understand the concept of having space in music. Yeah. yeah. I remember he put on Hey 19. Mm-hmm. And something just clicked for me that day with yeah. Chris sitting down. Okay, listen to this here. You know, this. You know, and it really pointing out to me how that how Steely Dan music really has this pronounced breathing kind yeah. of a feel and it feel still had that pop it. hook. Like, it was really complex, but it still oh, yeah. had that very listenable Incredibly complex. Yeah. yeah. And it, would, it was years before I realized that I don't think any Steely Dan song you listen to, I don't think you had the same band line up two songs in a row. Right, yeah. In that song. Yeah. And every song was a completely different band. You know, and it just, yeah, okay, now I'm sorry. This is going to end up being all about me again, which is which is great for me, but not so great for everybody else. So uh, when at what point did you get the desire in, in your mind to start playing something of your own? Um, I started with piano, and I was just, I remember being... The obligatory, this, your mom made you do it kind no, of thing? No, not really. Or? I was just really drawn to it. And really? I, I, being very young, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I liked how certain notes sounded together and um started with that but then I have two older brothers that were guitar players so I kind of watched what they were doing and copied it as much as I could oh okay and how old were you when that happened when Um, you started playing piano uh piano as far back as I can remember oh really yeah um I mean I'm not as good as I could be at this point because I didn't practice a whole lot but (laughs) (laughs) um 
and I still, I don't know, they're just, there's certain songs to me that sound better on the piano and some that sound better on the guitar. There's just some that lend themselves better to one or the other. So, Have you found that having some piano playing skills has had any effect on your guitar playing at all? Uh, for me, piano, learning theory, because it's linear, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to, to understand theory on that instrument than in like stringed instruments. You're not the first that I've heard say that. I've, I've heard a number of people over the years say that uh, learning how to play the uh, the piano helped them be better composers of Absolutely, music. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And I've never had the coordination to figure out the piano at all, but I, I can kind of understand where that comes from a little bit. If it's anything like learning box patterns on a guitar, I could Somewhat, see and the guitar, that, well, there's certain things about each instrument that, that are easier from one that aren't with the other. Like on guitar, it's a pattern that you just move up the neck. Yeah, but with piano, it's it can be a totally shapes. different shape. Yeah, yeah, it's and that I remember my friend Bruce in Texas helped me to understand that that playing the guitar is a very it's a it's more of a visual instrument. It really than is. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, once you understand where the shapes are on the neck and learn how to move around there, mm-hmm. then you know, then you're off and running. Then you can actually start creating yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm a I'm amazed at the number of good musicians who can't read music, can't write anything yeah. down. They're just purely visual with their instrument. They just know it when they see it. Right. But can't write down the language of it at all. That's always really been intriguing to me. I like that there's a lot of different ways to, like sight reading for me, I'm not the greatest at it, but then with guitar you've got tab and you've got the number system and there's a lot of ways to mm-hmm. record it so you can go back and have something to go by. But So what's catching your ear these days, Tipton? Um, mostly just writing. We've, we've been working on kind of our own stuff and I've been more... No, I mean, I mean musically, like when you're in the car by yourself. Oh, like um, what, what's on your playlist? Uh, William Bell. That's one of my favorite songs right now. Um, uh, Forgot to be your lover. That's that style of music. Okay, but I, I don't really. I mean, I don't know. Without looking, I've just got a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of picking up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. From all over the place. Okay. All right, Cariah. We got to come to you because to me, you're the great enigma of the band. And not just because you've been sitting there glaring at me all evening. <laughs> now, I have, I've watched, like I said, I've watched a number of your guys' performance videos and everything. And no disrespect intended to Tipton or Joel, but you were the one who caught my eye first. And it, who caught my ear musically, because the, the thing that I noticed about your drumming, you're very much what I would call a, a pocket player, you know, that, that you really very quickly settle right into the pocket of a song and you don't overplay at all. Uh, there are so many examples of drummers who just overfill the song. You know, they're throwing in too many fills, too many rides. You know, they're they're trying to drive the beat too hard. You know, you're very much, uh, much more sitting down in the groove, you know, really getting settled down in the pocket, which is a very difficult thing to do well. So 
right off the bat, you put me in mind of guys like Bernard Purdy or uh, Dennis Chambers. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> yes. What, did I just oh, say, yes. did I say the magic word or something? <laughs> no, I mean, the, those, those are two drummers that I've always, in my mind, associated with really being able to find the groove and just lock in, you know, that very much a less is more kind of a thing. So that that was what I noticed about your playing is that you seem to really kind of draw from some of that that tight sit down pocket playing. So tell me a little bit about the the music of your childhood and how you got involved with with playing the drums because you're you're kind of an oddity. There aren't that many female drummers. Uh, well, uh, I really didn't start playing the drums first. I was I started with piano, um, but I told my piano teacher and my mom that I don't want to play the piano. <laughs> so okay. My piano teacher told me that I was gr- gonna regret it, and uh, uh, I said I want to play the drums. And my daddy he got me a drum set, and um, I'm playing ever since. So why did you want to play the drums? What what caught your eye at that point? I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't know. So it, we're not talking, you know, you went to see Van Halen and in nope. concert and just saw Alex up there and just went crazy or something. So, <laughs> nope. okay. So where have you been drawing your influences from? Because you didn't just get up one day and decide to quit playing the piano. And now you play drums like you do. That had to come from somewhere. You had to be Look, this is going to be a terrible interview if you just tell me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm no. being honest. No, like, and then I mean, I started in elementary school band, and my friend, my my friend played, you know, the saxophone. Well, she was uh, alto sax. My other friend played tenor sax, and my other friend played clarinet. We just played in the band together, and. It's really like, I mean, music-wise, I would listen to whatever, you know, my mom played on the radio. So what kind of stuff was was she fond of? Oh, Michael, uh, Prince, Sheila E., that's my girl right there. Uh, okay, so you do have musical influences then, <laughs> see? I knew it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sheila um, E.'s badass, by the way. Yeah. She is, that she is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Anything Motown stuff, my mom would play. I'd just, I'd listen. But, I, um, yeah, that's... So your mom was, was more into kind of the pop funk and, and stuff like that. You rattled off Prince and Sheila E. That's yeah. That's much more, that's very pop sensibility, but much more funk and R&B kind of influence. And then you mentioned some Motown stuff yeah. in there. Well, that's some of the great drumming comes from those disciplines. So was that stuff that was catching your ear in the day, the the drum lines of that, or did you just pick up the drum to be rebellious because you just didn't want to play the piano anymore? And you just wanted to go as far the opposite direction as you could. I really wanted to go far as the the opposite direction. Okay. So what's kept you in it then? Because in, in most cases, Teenage Rebellion only lasts so long. Bit, yeah. um, 
I just really like Unless you're actually only 19 years old, then... Oh, no, no. I'm a little bit older than that. (laughs) Oh, okay. um, So what's kept you going in it this long? I just really liked playing the drums and then, you know, getting better um, when they let me... When they let me sit uh, and play in the jazz band, I think that enhanced it. And then I started playing in church. So they let you sit in a jazz band. Did that? Oh yeah. That had to scare the crap out of no, you at no, some it, level. No, 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 it no, it didn't. Because that's a whole different world and discipline from the musical influences that you were just telling me a moment ago. You know, that's that's an entirely different mindset. That's a whole different discipline. That didn't make you no kind of freeze up a little bit and go, "Holy crap, what did I just get myself into?" Mm-mm. That was in middle school, though, this middle school jazz band. Um, Mr. Scalfaro entrusted me to play the drums. Okay. And uh, I did I did that, and I was in the jazz band. But those same friends, because they were in the jazz band, too, we played. I think I think the biggest song was uh, Low Rider. It was the best song. <laughs> <laughs> I killed that song. The song was great. <laughs> It was great. It was a great song. That roll at the beginning. Yeah. 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 It was great. Great song. All right. So now you guys have a studio recording that you've been working on. Of sorts. Of sorts. All right. What does the of sorts part mean? It's been a very interesting experience. Is this just a one-off or are you working on a full EP or LP? We have eight songs. Okay. Eight songs currently. Um, so we don't even know what that is. If, if that's an EP or LP, we're not sure. But I think one more you can officially call it an LP. Okay. <laughs> uh, it depends. Are, well, that, I guess it really depends if they're eight Ramones songs. It's not even an EP. <laughs> oh, my. Because eight Ramones songs only takes you six and a half minutes to get through. That's yeah, true. That's true. Hmm. No, yeah. I think this is a well-rounded eight songs. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't being literal, correct? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we call humor. Oh my! <laughs> I question your humor sometimes. Yeah, you question my humor all the time. I Don't kid do. yourself. Every time. Yeah. All right, so we get to have a Northwest Corner exclusive, Madam Producer. Did we you know do. this? Yeah. So exciting. We have a. Uh, we're, we're the first ones to hear the studio version of yes. this, you said, right? Yes. Now, you've played this live, but we get to hear it for the first time. Yes. Actually, I get to hear it for the fourth time. I listened to it three times already. I think Joel and Karai, <laughs> this, this is there. This may be first, their first time yeah, hearing it. Yeah, this is my first time yeah, hearing it. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, you'll have to tell me what you think of it afterwards, okay? And I'm just going to be shaking over here and hoping that it sounds okay. Yeah, all right, we're, we're going to go ahead and drop the needle on this. Well, I 
That is awesome. So, Kariah, Joel, what did you guys think of it? Was yeah. it pretty good? That was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
Man, what I wouldn't yeah. have given for us to be live doing video right now and watch all of your reactions to hearing it for the first time. Yeah, I was that amazed. Was incredible. You know, Kariah, she's just sitting there tapping along like she's heard the song before or something. So. No, I love percussionists because they have a language all their own. Like, I remember my band director was a percussionist major. Yeah. And he spoke the language of percussion. So I'm watching you, and Sean and I are watching you just doing your own language. Saying, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really like the, the little slowdown, breakdown kind of thing with yes. your, with your you. keyboard you. work. Uh, very B3. Yeah. Uh, it kind of felt like, like I was listening to... Paul Schaefer doing a you know musical intermission thing you know coming out of the commercial break on Letterman or something yeah. you know oh it's fantastic and uh, yeah that that was really awesome thank you thank now you. do you know who Sue Foley is she's a, a Canadian blues guitarist and singer I don't know if I know that right off no? oh, okay yeah you really put me in a mind of her All right. but uh, I'll check she's her out. kind of a lesser known. Uh, when she was younger, her voice was much nasalier and higher. But as she's gotten older and kind of mellowed out a little bit, you know, your your vocal style kind of puts me in the mind of okay. her. And uh, rocking uh, the alto, chicky. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely an alto. Yeah. By golly, sure. somebody needs to. <laughs> oh yeah, rocking altos yeah. are are awesome. Yes. You know, it's, uh, I didn't appreciate them when I was younger. You know, I always went for the screaming sopranos. Yeah, but everybody's all about the sopranos. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, forget yeah, well, that. I, I also used to play the guitar when I was younger, too. So there were a lot of things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. Mm. As I've matured, so have my tastes. Now, I look, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm well known on this show for beating a dead horse. <laughs> so beat it again. I again. absolutely yep. refuse to believe that Kariah just... Started playing drums as an act of rebellion. You're not getting out of this one. And just doesn't really listen to anybody, just doesn't really care much about music. And yet when I said Dennis Chambers, she looked embarrassed. (laughs) I mean, I listen to I mean, I listen to music. Everybody listens to music. But I was really surprised that you you reacted to me mentioning Dennis Chambers for some reason. He's a great drummer. Yeah. And, he's a great drummer. And? He's a great drummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really, really <laughs> fabulous drummer. <clears throat> okay, so, all right, so tell me, that, that song we just played was called Panic Attack. Yes. Okay, now is that, uh, is that a Tipton original or a Tipton Joel and Kariah original? Who who gets the writing Apparently credits on her. that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I That's wrote all the. Um, yeah, are you tapping a rhythm there, Kariah? Or are you pointing? <laughs> I was the pointing it. Okay. <laughs> I felt like you might be pointing. It. Um, <laughs> I wrote the music and the chorus for that like fifteen years ago. Oh wow! No hmm. way. And then in this year, I wrote the uh, the lyrics for the verse, and I never knew. I was like, I, I want other instruments but i've never known what that would sound like so that was very much them like i i didn't even i wouldn't even begin to know i wrote the breath what those yeah Kariah's the, i oh, saw yeah. that i was <laughs> like oh she did it she was she's like it's I not in there it. oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> it's sounding great so and the song is literally about a panic attack like that's you that's know. your solo cry well i kind yeah. of figured yeah. you know with the title right. of the song being panic attack it yeah. might have something yeah, to do yeah. with that yeah <laughs> 
That was correct. Not, not like a Led Zeppelin song, you know, where the, it can be titled Over the Hills and Far Away. And yet they never say anything about hills or being, <laughs> or being somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Now, how long did it take you in the studio to put that together? <laughs> that what, that what is, studio version of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long, how did you guys do that? Did you sit down as a trio and just do it as a live take or were you layering it up? Um, it's been a long, we laid the drum tracks down, the bass, the rhythm and the, um, most of the main vocals in a very cold warehouse in January with no heat, no bathrooms. This last January? Yes. Oh my. And we kind of uh, dressed. In a cold warehouse? Yes. Why? Yeah. Um, it was just the only place we it had was, to set it was, everything it was up. free space. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, the only running okay. water was a leak or two. But um, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. kind of dressed like we would to go camping and yeah. put our instruments on. It was one of those uh, big yeah. borrow and steal situations, you know, like, like you know, Call you talk favors. about, you know, you know, gu- you know, guerrilla art, art, you know, artistry where you, you know, have zero budget and <laughs> just uh, borrow Less a bunch of equipment and yeah, borrow a, a freezing cold warehouse space and do what you have to do. Yeah, um, one of these days when I make millions of dollars <laughs> at being a podcast host, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm going to create a studio that uh, young, aspiring, unsigned musicians can just come use for free. That would be awesome. But if they break, but if they break anything, they have to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, my ultimate dream is to be a music label. We've got, we've got the show. I don't want to be a music label. I'll be the label. You have the studio. No, we've got the radio station. We got the show. We've got the starting of the equipment. Yeah. One day we need the studio, and that'll be a label. Yeah. So we're yeah an eighth of the way there. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Look, let me let you in on a little math secret. We're not even that far. Okay. I'm (laughs) further along than you are, but don't get me started. I was about to say, is it 0.10 or something like that? (laughs) So what is, what's on your radar for the future? Besides, besides (laughs) text messages. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, the album is still a work in progress. We lost a bunch of tracks at one point, had to re-record some stuff. How does does one lose tracks? um, A changing of You you brought them into a cold warehouse and they were on magnetic (laughs) tape. Basically the same way you lose money. You don't really know how or where (laughs) it it goes. It just hemorrhaged away. I have no idea. It just goes away. I know, you got hit by lightning. That's what happened to us. Let me introduce you to the world of Well, it wasn't so much that as they were, the tracks were saved in weird places and they were kind of in the abyss of the computer. And so it was backed up. We just didn't know. (laughs) So we never recovered some of that. I guess the, the thousand dollar question is, did you learn an important lesson? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not likely. Doesn't sound like me at all. We didn't learn, we didn't learn anything and it absolutely will happen again. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> as long as you know this going forward, it'll all That's be true. Okay. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I swear, yeah. you you two are. Are you guys? Do you have a wife? No, I don't. Do you have a husband? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I swear, the two of you, it's it's like you're related somehow. Well, we you're kind either, of are. Like, you're either yeah. siblings or you're married. Yeah. One We've known other. each other forever. We're more siblings yeah. than not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you are working on an album. Does it have a working title? I well, I'll just bring this up while we're sitting. <laughs> Sure. I was thinking the warehouse recordings. We've not talked about it, but yeah, I, like I just that. like the idea of the... That's cool. 
You know. Yeah, that's not bad. Can I give hey. you another suggestion? Sure. Karaya talks too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we could go with that one too. Yeah. The Karaya Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> we could just shut Karaya up. <laughs> okay. Now, do you have a target date for when this is going to be finished? Not at all. Absolutely not. Not well, whatsoever. Nothing motivates in my person, lifetime. Hopefully. Nothing motivates a person like a deadline. I think you need to give yourself. Uh, well, this was kind of one, so I mean that kind of moved us forward a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, you so. need to come up with a, a better one than that. <laughs> It's kind of like your house gets clean when you have company coming. Yes, over, kind of absolutely. Like no, an hour before. <clears throat> no, in in all seriousness, let me. I, I want to give you some pushback on this. You guys, you make good music. Well, thank you, you are thank a you. good. Thank you. We've you been are, known to shove people forward. Thank you are. <laughs> That's all right. I a, need that sometimes. <laughs> you're a good trio. Thanks. You guys are you. are really properly good. Uh, I I mean that in all sincerity. I'm not I'm not trying to butter your bread just because you're sitting here. Um, you guys have something to offer, and if you don't put a deadline on yourself, this is just going to drag out interminably. You're you're never going to learn how to properly organize and back up your files on your computer. You're going to lose them again, and what you're going to do is deprive the world of some potentially great music, which is really selfish of you. <laughs> This got really real all of a sudden. <laughs> well, you know, to put, it, expecting to put it in perspective, um, we're, I don't believe that we're at a point, uh, you know, with the production just yet to be able to, you know, forecast a, a reasonable deadline. Um, we want it to, like when we release it, we want it to be great. You know, we don't want to rush it. We don't want to, you know, get a, a few weeks out and realize holy shit, we forgot these tracks, and, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll have to, okay. sorry. It's yeah, we'll have to, right. we'll have to blame that one. Oh, <laughs> believe me, we've heard worse. Um, How so, many was it that one time? 30-something? 20, 26 times. Yeah, don't okay. ask. Don't ask. Anyway. Was um, there any keepable content? <laughs> it was the name of a band. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So basically the whole wow. thing. Was well, since, since we're, since I'm going to be beeping stuff anyway, <laughs> uh, we were talking about a band called Shit Karate. Oh, okay. And I think I've heard of that. I think I have, too. Yeah. And their friends were plugging them, and once they realized they could plug them, they yeah, plugged I them every other 20, sentence. 26, 27 yeah. times, something like that. It was, it was more fun. beeps than a Morse code convention <laughs> is what it was. Right. So basically, your podcast was like a, a drive-thru. It came with a like parental advisory. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, you know, we, we will... Once, no, we what, get a, once we get a, a solid idea of... Uh, I'm not of, you saying know. you got to be done by, you know, this June. Although my birthday <laughs> is in June 2nd, and that would make one hell Birthday's of a birthday well. present. Is it really? When? June 14th. 14th? Yeah. Okay. I feel a party coming on. You're a Gemini. <laughs> I am. Okay. Uh, but no, I'm, what, I'm, what I mean is, if you just leave it nebulous and out there in the ether, then there's nothing that's driving you except... Just, you know, well, we, I don't have anything better to do right at this moment, so let's record something. My personal experience has been that if you put a deadline on yourself, even if it's just arbitrary, mm -hmm. just having something out there can do a lot towards really incentivizing and energizing you to step up your game. You know, that that's just something I've learned from work, from, you know, other 
projects that I've pursued. You know, I've got a friend breathing down my neck right now in a very nice way <laughs> to uh, to learn bass faster. Yeah. Yes, he what sort of Mike made this weird on, number promise. Number five. <laughs> We're gonna mute let that. Me, let me put it this way: He made this weird promise that if you would beef up your bass playing, there might be a band waiting. So, yeah. number five, <laughs> mute. <laughs> Can't take Ashley anywhere. No, you have to mute her at least once a show. Yeah. yeah. So, what I would encourage you to do, in all seriousness, is. Did you just do that again? <laughs> you do that one more time, and I'm going to throw water at you. We're, we're not really older than 15. <laughs> I'm going to do to you what I do to Charlie when he keeps dragging his butt on the carpet. Don't do that You anymore. know I'm going to paddle with a paper thing. <laughs> I'm going to hit her on the nose with a rolled up rolled newspaper. Up newspaper. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. But no, no. I, seriously, I, I think you should set a, a date like a year from now. You know, even if you don't make it, if you take the date seriously, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna push you. It's gonna drive you. And nobody, you look at the the whole of music history. Look at some of the greatest albums that have ever been recorded. And in many, many, many of those cases. There was somebody behind that album pushing those musicians until they just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that was really breathing fire up their shorts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to motivate them to stand and deliver. And I think you guys have something to offer. But if you just approach it as a, a recreational activity... You know, the, nobody's ever going to get to hear it, which, as I said before, is really very selfish of you. <laughs> and well, well, people, people are definitely. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, set it up and, you know, get it mixed and, or actually, Tipton's doing, doing yeah, that's the kind of on my so, plate now, and I don't really. So, um, but I mean, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna package it up just right and, and you know, release it on all the formats and everything. I mean, there will be a release date. It's just. I guess basically we're, you know, it's too early to tell. And plus, too, I mean, you know, the cool thing about being a, a fresh band is uh, when you do your first thing, your first album or whatever, you, you know, you have all the time in the world to write it, record it and everything. And then if it takes off, you know, and you get some steam behind you, you know, that's when the deadlines start coming in and, uh, you know, people get behind you and start pushing you to to release stuff. So... This is kind of like the, like the sweet time in, in the life of a musician. Is that first thing, you know, get it right. Well, don't yeah. don't misunderstand any, anything that I said here. This oh, isn't yeah, me yeah, being no, critical no, of you or anything. This is me saying I really like what you're doing. Well, well, and we appreciate and that. I, and yeah, I want to hear more of it. And but I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> so well, neither are we. Yeah. You guys really. I feel the same way. Yeah. You, you really need to step up your game here because I'm going to be an old man soon, and uh, and I'm not going to be able to hear things anymore. So. What a shame! <laughs> She's getting you back. These two Ashley. go at it like brother and sister too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are, you're on the social medias. Yes. Tell tell the nice people out there in Podcastville, and by the way, I'm the mayor of Podcastville. Oh, great. I don't know okay. if you knew that. I did not know that. Uh, right. Tell people where they can find you on the social medias. 
Facebook, uh, Instagram. No, no, no. I mean, everybody knows you're on Facebook, but I mean, like, how how do they find you? Spell, the, spell the name of the band. Oh, what are the handles? D Y S F U N K S H U N. What, what is does that, that spell? spell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, suddenly, I, suddenly, I feel like I'm at a high school pep rally. Give me a D. D. <laughs> Don't remind me of that. Give those. me a dysfunction. If you're looking on Instagram, though, it's dysfunction in the number three. That's also our Facebook, too, and right? Then, Isn't it? No, our Facebook is just dysfunction. <clears throat> oh, okay. What, there are two other bands out there called dysfunction? There's actually a lot of dysfunctions out there. Are they spelling it the same way that you are? (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Those those bastards. But but you bring up an interesting point. I got something exclusive for you today. Okay. All right. So we're actually uh, looking to change our name. Oh. Um, It'll no longer be dysfunction. We're going to be switching all that good stuff. It's going to be called Um, Karaya. Now. It's actually. Uh, gonna be remedy, remedy fifty, remedy fifty eight, yes. which kind of has a meaning. Well, we've talked about keeping dysfunction as like the cover band side and the originals kind of being the remedy fifty eight. Oh, okay. So, so you oh. you tried fifty seven other band names and none of them oh, were working. That's actually the apartment yeah. number that we started rehearsing in. Yeah. So remedy fifty. Yeah. What yeah. apartment fifty eight? Yeah, apartment fifty eight. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a cool name, so, actually. And uh, there are some other dysfunctions. That's so kind of like WD-40. They went through 39 other tests, <laughs> right. and the 40th one... I'm <laughs> yeah, not joking. The 40th yeah. one was the one that worked, so it called yeah. WD-40. WD-40. Yeah. So the cool part is if you see any of the posts we put up and we tagged you, when you guys change it, it'll automatically change our tags. So mm-hmm. there awesome. won't be any weirdness there. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, found we're that anticipating some weirdness because we're not really sure how that's yeah. going to... Yeah, we're going to get a lot of questions yeah. about it. <laughs> So, uh, it's like, wait a minute. You don't look like Remedy 58. You kind of look like dysfunction to me. Yeah. Don't ask. People do weird Imposters. stuff. I know. Like, y'all sort of like look like dysfunction. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, we're still going to be just as dysfunctional, mm-hmm. but yeah. we're just going to have different. Every, every, yeah. You can just call it Double Trouble. I don't think anybody's using that name yeah. anymore. Uh, anymore? Well, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Why not Triple Trouble? That was a joke. Double Trouble was the backup band for Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay. Oh, you know that's why I said I don't think anybody's using it anymore. Before that, they were called Triple Threat. Yeah, they were. Really? Were they really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they had uh, Reese Wyans was playing keyboards or something, wasn't he? Nice. He came along later, though. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm not a historian. I'm just a fan. So. Okay, so they can find you on the Facebook and the Instagram. And, Y'all on Twitter? And Wait, are, we might we be on Twitter. I don't know. Do we? No? Why no. in the world uh, would a musician want to be on Twitter unless they want to get into say, a fight with somebody? Who wants to be on Twitter? Actually, know. for a long yeah. time, he didn't know we were on Twitter. And I was like, <laughs> we have more of a following on Twitter than we do on anything else. He was like, oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. I said, are we on Twitter? Yeah, we've got like 15,000 followers. Oh, we and, do? and I yeah. changed our little tagline. I think it was on Twitter. And I put, we're everywhere, like the KGB. I changed it this week just to see if anybody would notice. <laughs> no, right. yeah, if you if you guys don't mind, like uh, if you could like us on Facebook, Instagram, and oh, oh like uh, you mean YouTube, like also, just us press, sitting here in no, the house, yeah, or anybody listening? Anybody listening? Oh, y'all in the house too. But and, and then make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
uh, on YouTube that that'd yes. be awesome because we also put you know this content on YouTube. Too, well, so. not yeah, only not videos. only hit the subscribe button, but then hit the little bell next to it too, because then that turns on the notifications. Well, thank you so oh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, oh, okay. and y'all were on the uh, Red Arrow concert series, yes, right? yeah, because mm-hmm. I we saw were, that y'all yeah. did really good. So thank y'all thanks. need thank to you. check thanks. out their videos because they played a lot of their music on there, and then you can hear some of the music that may be on their album, but they just haven't recorded yet. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what it is. So. I've heard of them way before they came on here. Y'all need to check them out. And trust me, even though she can't eh. tell us much about it, Karaya is a very good drummer. <laughs> she really is. She's she's oh, very yeah. unique. Yeah. She's giving you such a She doesn't time. have much to say about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and apparently she just did it to be rebellious, but uh, damn if she's and actually pretty decent at it. Imagine if she actually started listening to, you know, famous drummers and, you know, Took a <laughs> took a liking to, and one day we can say she was on this show first. Yeah, and then she'll go around telling telling other people, "Don't go on the Northwest <laughs> podcast." I, yeah, I did that. They'll make you talk, I was man. About to say, hey, Podcast what creep. A, why is it called the Northwest Podcast? Northwest Corner Podcast? Because is we're in the Northwest Corner. Okay. South Carolina. Two reasons. Because we're in the Northwest Corner of, uh, of South, South Carolina. Carolina. But then also because we suck at National Geography. Oh, yeah. okay. Actually, I, I have gotten that question from a number of people on Instagram. Are y'all like in Seattle? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, if you look at the pie, some, we're up in the northwest corner of the pie. There's some tool in <laughs> Seattle pie. who owns northwestcorner.com. Oh. And yeah. actually, it's a church that had a podcast for their church, and they're in Seattle. So there was the Northwest Podcast in Seattle for a church, and, you know, hats off to their youth group or whatever, but. We're the northwest corner of South Carolina, right. but we're not only in South Carolina. Our market, hey y'all, in Southern California and so Ireland. I originally, <laughs> I originally wanted to name this podcast Sean, <laughs> but ego, but, yeah, but surprisingly, there was pushback. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know why. why. I thought I figured it was going to be, you know, one of those one name star Just things, you know, like Cher yeah. like or Mariah mm-hmm. or Prince. Prince, you know. Right. Sean. Sean. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. said, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then I made, I, I double checked what Mike Ashley was on and I said, Mute. <laughs> okay, we got to wrap it up. The clock on the wall says it's time for us you gotta to go. Say your spiel. Yeah, and I got a I... paper. Damn it! I took her off of mute. He just noticed that you say that every time. He's like, "Did you realize that every time I do that, every Ashley time says, I rattle paper. paper, Ashley says that's paper." <laughs> I don't care. Mute. <laughs> She's that good. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, got to remind everybody that the Northwest Corner Podcast is a proud member of Charlie Mason Media, supporting the independent musician scene nationwide. The show is produced by Heather Kitchen with production assistance from Michelle Champion and some other person. And... Ho- <laughs> Do you need to say something? Go ahead. Say it. And also by Ashley Morgan Witt. Thank you. <laughs> Put her back on mute. <laughs> and hosted by me, Sean. Sean. Yeah. 
Uh, we're probably supported by <sighs> listeners like you, so please consider becoming a patron of the show by visiting patreon.com slash Northwest Corner Podcast. You can find us on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter. Just search for Northwest Corner Podcast. And our website is northwestcornerpodcast.com. This show and Charlie Mason Radio are produced at the House of Kitchen in beautiful upstate South Carolina. You know what you didn't do? Oh, I almost caught it. <laughs> What didn't I do? You didn't flying. bring out your favorite lady announcer today, which you tested. Oh, yeah. You Give know, her a name. There's, Does there's she have a name? Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa? Oh, no, that's Charlie. Charlie is Vanessa. <clears throat> Charlie the dog? No. Charlie the keyboardist. Oh. He's like the best Vanessa ever. Charlie. You can't call her yeah. Vanessa. No, every, every good host of a program has to have uh, a... a, a female, beautiful female sidekick, you know. Uh, like, who was the host of the Wheel of Fortune? Pat Sajak. Pat, Pat Sajak had his Vanna White. And she was from Myrtle Beach. Well, my Vanna White is Vanessa, and I, I've given her the last few weeks off, but Vanessa, can you uh, can you demonstrate my intro, please? And now, here's your host. See, she normally does that for me every oh, week. Okay. See, I but, figured uh, you were going to do it so we could go... Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here because I got to get my beauty sleep. Three forty-five in the morning wouldn't be so bad if it came around seven thirty or so. Big ball of fires so, waiting for you. So, on behalf of the unpaid and underappreciated staff of the Northwest Corner Podcast, I'm Sean Tifton, Cariah, Madam Producer. It's Ashley. Joel. <laughs> and Michelle, do you want to say something loud from way over there? <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.